0: Hello, hello everyone, and welcome back to the Dream Team Podcast. I am your host, as always, Jake Schultz, here on this lovely, lovely Tuesday morning, and I am joined, as always, to my left, Zolfi Shake. What's up? What's up, Spencer Claus? What's up, boys? And Daniel Ramos. What's up? How's everyone doing? Pretty good. Pretty damn good. Game good. Smoky, air quality's not great. Smoky day out here in Toronto. Yeah, <laughs> air quality uh,
1: is. Terrible.
0: It's really not great out there. I was riding my way through the TTC as one does in Toronto, uh, and just looking out and seeing the smoke everywhere. It's like, whoa, that that's a that's a smoky boy out there.
2: See, it's it's dangerous because like I should have noticed that, but I was so in my like headphones and looking down that I didn't even realize. So if anyone wants to rob me on the TTC, I am an easy target. Clearly, I don't the notice anything. Was just
0: thinking about ball.
2: Yeah, I was thinking about game two. Ball is life.
0: A lot of ball to talk about here. It yeah. just seems that content is just flowing out of the wazoo with it's this the NBA, thing. man. The NBA Finals. Everyone always talks like, oh, you, you started the podcast real late into the season. But I don't think people really know how much content the season actually has because
1: it's just – Consistently nonstop. We got we got a ton it's, to talk about. It's the most entertaining league in the world. Absolutely. In terms of dramatics and reality TV show vibes. Oh, it absolutely has that more than any other league.
0: And oh. we have a lot of reality TV show vibes to talk about today. There 100%. is uh, some news that dropped later. Uh, we'll get into that yesterday by Mr. Shams. He he dropped an interesting little tidbit. We'll get into that. But beforehand, Game Two of the NBA Finals took place on Sunday night between the Denver Nuggets. And the Miami heat series was one nothing for the Nuggets still undefeated at home was this going to be the time that the Miami heat finally win a game we saw the predictions beforehand Zolfi and I took the heat Daniel and Spencer took the Nuggets to stay undefeated Miami looking to bounce back after a rough game one a lot of Miami's role players just not providing that game Struce Martin and Robinson combined for just six points Butler with 13 that game need more for all of them Kevin Love in the starting lineup For the game, replaced Caleb Martin. Interesting, moved back to the bench. And man, did he make a difference right off the bat. Got a nice hug from Gabe Vincent during the game. Just a veteran presence felt all night long. And when they say basketball is a game of runs, I don't think anything says it more than game two. First quarter, all Miami, just 23 points from Denver in the first, seemingly all Jokic. Miami starting off hot with Max Drew shooting four threes in the quarter. Talk about bouncing back, responding quickly. Miami shot 49% from three on the game. In the second, Miami takes their foot off the gas pedal and surrender a 40-14 run. I'll say, I'll say that one more time. 40-14 run.
3: They must have won, right?
0: 27 of those points was with Jokic off the floor. Denver matched their 23 points scored in just five minutes of the second quarter. An absolute onslaught in the mile high. Denver up six at the half. Into the third now. Miami slowly chipping away. But Jokic having seemingly an answer for everything. An absolute scoring monster.
2: He was a bucket.
0: 41 points on the night. To the fourth now. Miami looking to come back. Goes on an 8-0 run from Duncan Robinson. Once again, that is the second time we have mentioned Duncan Robinson with that type of a presence so far. He's cooking this series, man. 8-0 run, draining two threes, driving to the net. Again, driving to the net, getting an and-one opportunity. Shout-out Robinson, doing more than just a shooter right now. He's been unsung here. Miami take a 10-point lead. During this run, Contavious Caldwell-Pope fouls Kyle Lowry on a wild three-point attempt by the end of a shot clock and sends him to the line. Not only was this the first time he did that, that's the second time of the night that Contavious had an errant foul on a three-point shot, and he had five fouls on the night. Very uncharacteristic of KCP.
2: Not his best game.
0: Not at all. Nuggets respond with a 12-2 run within the last two minutes, spearheaded by the 1-2 of Jamal Murray and Jokic, and down three, they had the ball with a chance to send the game to overtime.
1: Should the Heat foul here. I'm taking a foul get off a three denver
2: does have a timeout but they're not using it four seconds murray step back three-pointer won't fight for the rebound martin and it's over the miami heat have tied the nba finals it's a good look you got a good look off I it was it. a good
0: look the heat hold on and steal game two in denver denver's undefeated streak at home in the playoffs comes to an end butler with a big second half had 21 points gabe Vincent continued his hot streak so much so that apparently he's second in the NBA ladder vote for MVP. As did Bam. Basically, Miami was Miami this game. The series is tied 1-1. And uh, what did you guys like from that game? Zolfi, I'll start with you.
2: Before I give my thoughts, I have to ask, because this has been more of a trend recently with like uh, game time or game-winning possessions. Not taking the time out there, letting the players just run through it and get the shot off. Like Again, it looked like a decent shot, but what would you guys have done? Did you take the time out?
0: I don't understand why teams keep doing it we saw it with the Celtics multiple times that they just kept taking the ball up. It worked with the Derek White possession too, but I I don't understand it personally. I would rather just give your ch- offense a chance to start up a play and see where it goes from there. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan of calling the timeout. Not calling timeouts.
1: I, I like timeout calls yeah. personally. You know, you get to write up a play. Basically what Jake said. You get to write up a play. Um, I get like the argument where like maybe you like feel like you're interrupting flow, but like, it's the final possession of the game, you know? Like it's like it's a really important possession. And it's so the NBA can, finals. It's the NBA finals. If you can write something up and you're if you're in the finals, you're a good coach. You can write up a good play. So I, I would personally I, I like calling timeout in last place.
3: Yeah, I don't disagree with you guys, but I'm assuming they just were gonna write up a ISO for Jamal Murray anyways, so they That's probably a good point. just That's decided. Fair, yeah to not let the defense set up. But that's the only way I could see them not using a timeout. But I do agree with you guys. Like, why not?
2: I see both sides because, again, drawing up a play and executing maybe, like, your most well-thought-out play is obviously important. But I also see, like, you give Miami time to set up defensively, make adjustments versus, like, if you go without getting a timeout, you get a nice pick-and-roll going, which they kind of did, even though Jimmy stayed on Jamal for that possession. Like, you can catch them off, like, the back foot, but, like, I don't know. I see. I see both sides because sometimes it's worked and sometimes it doesn't. But I guess that's why the NBA is a make or miss league, just like any kind of basketball league is. So I'm just curious because it, there seems to be there has to be some reason why teams are doing it more and more, right? But it's weird because like you're going away from the traditional call a timeout, run a play, so. For all the reasons why you think you shouldn't, for some reason, the teams want to be doing it more now, so it's interesting.
0: I think part of the reason they probably didn't was that they went on a 12-2 run in the last two minutes. I think that they probably were like, okay, we have them basically reeling off the gas pedal. We might as well try to just do it one more time. If it was working, it was working. I get it. It's one game. It's 1-1 now. It is what it is. It's one Uh, game, yeah. The the big thing is the, the undefeated streak is finally over at home. They are no longer... That, that stat that everyone oh they're that being so high up the altitude it's uh it's done. Miami has yeah. done what they did all playoffs long, played like Miami.
2: The eight seed Miami Heat did something that LeBron James and Anthony Davis couldn't do and something that Kevin Durant and Devin Booker couldn't do. Win in altitude. So like just another thing to add to like the incredible journey that this has been for the eight seed to Miami Heat getting to the finals. Culture. Like yeah heat culture man, they've been insane <laughs> But yeah in terms of my impressions for the game I think you said it best Jake like and it's so cliche but it's so true basketball is a game of runs yeah and that that's kind of what happened in this game and I know Eric Spolster doesn't like to say this was the strategy that worked but in my uh, preview for game uh before game one I did say that one of the things you could try is turn Jokic into a scorer because he doesn't like to play that way you can clearly tell like he was a bucket but he just wasn't comfortable and his fault. only had four assists on the night which He was getting the ball to open players And they weren't necessarily making it So that's not on Jokic But like anytime you kind of take him as a facilitator Out of the equation It forces the rest of the Denver players To have to do things on their own Which a guy like Jamal can catch fire to do that But like no one there is really like Give him the ball, make it happen Outside of maybe Jamal here or there Like Aaron Gordon is that kind of guy KCP is that kind of guy Bruce Brown had a great night Uh, Christian Braun played well Again KCP really struggled but uh, the strategy worked. Like turning Jokic into a scorer, when asked about it after the game, Eric Bolster again didn't seem to really like the question from Doris Burke. He said that's what somebody with an untrained eye would say. Yeah, but
0: it's really weird. <laughs>
2: I like look, again, I'm not trying to get inside Bolster's head. I part of me just thinks he doesn't want people to focus on it because the strategy works, so like why bring attention to it, right? Like, he's probably trying to downplay it, but, like, um, we were talking about this before, Spencer, like, 0-3 in games where Jokic has 40 or more points in the in the playoffs, so, like, clearly that strategy has brought success to teams, and it did something on this night, Jokic only had four assists, and they lost, so. It, five it, turnovers as well. Five turnovers, there you go, so, like, it, it made a big difference uh, after everything. So I think if the strategy is working, keep going with it. And the the changes they made defensively, you had Kevin Love out there to add a different presence, like you said, a veteran like a uh, mentorship out there. And then you had uh, Jimmy Butler guarding Jamal when he needed to in like uh, key moments. So I think overall, whatever they did in terms of making adjustments worked. We have a series on our hands now. Like at least we're going to minimum game five. But I think both teams have shown their ability to adapt and adjust, which is exactly what you want out of a finals matchup. So now it's like
0: it's anybody's game. It's kind of like this is why you don't overreact after one game because Absolutely. you look online, and I I know Twitter's a vacuum and Twitter's kind of a cesspool of everyone just shouting 24-7. But everyone's like, yeah, this is going to be Nuggets in four. It doesn't really look like it's going to be that. Yeah, I think this is probably going to go a lot later than everyone's expecting to, and that's just because the Miami Heat has been doing what the Miami Heat has been doing all playoffs long. This is what they do. They get production out of their un their. Oh my God! I'm, it's already so undrafted. Undra- it's eleven o'clock. already. Yeah. Get, uh, the undrafted players. You're getting a lot of. You're getting a lot of them to get a lot of stuff with you. Wow. That that I'm bad right now. Someone help me out. <laughs> okay. Please. Here. Let me eleven look, o'clock. You're an early riser. I, yeah. Yeah. Eleven
2: a.m. is apparently too early. Twelve o'clock.
0: <laughs> let me try okay. that again. I will cut that part. I'm not going to make myself sound like an absolute idiot.
2: Eh, keep it in. No. You
0: should keep it in. No. No. You should keep it in. No. No. We're, we're authentic. We're overruling guys. three to one. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Keeping no, it in. No. Yeah, the Miami Heat is just doing what the Miami Heat do, and that's getting those undrafted players to get production. Their zone defense is something that's been working for them a lot these playoffs. Kevin Love, the veteran presence, I'm kind of surprised that they benched Kevin Love to begin with. I always thought that was a little weird because that was the sole reason you got him in the buyout was to get that veteran presence. He can provide you good quality minutes. Even when they were starting him early in the playoffs, they wouldn't play him like 20 minutes a game. They were playing him. At the start of the game, they were playing him at the start of the second half. He was never closing games. He didn't close that game. But every minute he plays is providing something well for him. And I'm glad they finally realized that it's about time Kevin Love comes back into the starting line because he was fantastic the whole night.
2: And also, like to help your point of hating on Cody Zeller, he was god-awful this game. Like He was like a minus 14, I think. Like Cody Zeller, I don't think, should see another minute in this no. series unless they get really desperate. But Kevin Love is also like a weirdly clutch defender. Like, in, like, big, has big moments, he just knows how to, like, lock it in and strap in to, like, get stops, which is really cool. But, like, to your point of the Miami undrafted players, uh, they end the fourth quarter, 36 points on 19 possessions. That is the most efficient wow. quarter by any team this playoff. That's a stat by John Schumann. I didn't make that up myself. Uh, but that just but shows. I just pulled that out of him. Yeah, I was like, wow, I just, that's impressive. Where did you find that? I, I don't know that off the top of my dome. But it just shows, like, this team played so well on the night. They did what they had to do. And, again, when people step up. It's hard for a team like that to lose. So kudos to them. And I think one of you guys may talk about it, Spencer or Dan, but like MPJ was also just going back to old (laughs) MPJ. Yeah. Like he's such a weird player that like he can provide you so much on offense. And when he wants to, he can provide on defense. But the thing is, when his offense isn't going, he just checks out of a game. And he looks so sloppy and lazy out there, which was just unfortunate because. Like, when that happens, you almost have to consider taking him off the floor, which is ridiculous because he can put up so many points for you. But when he's just checking out like that, like, why is he out there?
0: He was in pure shot, just ch- chucking for him. <laughs> Never had a shot he didn't love just straight up going for it over and over again that's my favorite thing that i've ever heard never had a shot he hasn't loved he hasn't loved he was awful the entire night and i was watching the game with my buddy i showed him there's a tiktok that uh spencer brought to our attention which is just this guy yelling about kevin porter (laughs) jr going crazy about him just being like showing highlights of him missing or him just not passing the ball and i showed my friend and i was like okay now watch him and it's exactly what he did the whole game. He just doesn't care. He just throws up random shots. He's turning the ball over. He, yeah, he was terrible.
2: If he's missing, at least play defense, which he was doing this playoffs finally, and then he just stopped because he checked out, which is kind of the common thing for MPJ. Like he's got to get it together.
1: Yep. Yeah,
2: Daniel and I were talking about it
3: on the drive up here. Uh, there's that one screenshot that came out, and it's Michael Porter Jr. pulling up from about the free throw line, and there's three Denver Nuggets under the basket, like waiting for the ball. <laughs> And that's just uh, encapsulate his uh, encapsulate. No, I can't say that word. You got got it. Encapsulate. Sorry, it's it's
0: rubbing off on all of you guys. I'm sorry.
3: I'm not even gonna try. What's all he said? You got it. You got it. You had it. That yeah. (laughs) That I I don't even know what other word to use. Encapsulates.
2: Just say encapsulates.
3: Encapsulates. There you you go. go. Oh, there there you go. go.
0: We're all so bad at this. <laughs>
2: yeah, teamwork makes the dream work. Right? Hey, if I
3: was good at English, I would already have a job and not yeah. Not there's be in a reason again. we're all in
0: <laughs> sports, and you wouldn't be
2: talking to us degenerates instead. <laughs> I
3: like this better though. So <laughs> worked from, out
0: from one unperforming player to the other, Contavius Caldwell Pope. Whoa, what Ooh. the hell was going on that game? I have never seen so many people foul three-point shots, in just in general, that whole game. Ha- like I think there was four.
2: There's that, definitely three for sure. Cause two by KCP, one by Gabe Vincent on KCP. It
0: was ridiculous. It, I've never seen that happen. And Contavious was just getting his lunch eaten that entire game. He's normally a very good, solid defender too. Like that, that the one on Lowry specifically was. You can't let that happen, especially coming down the clutch. Five fouls. He wasn't scoring that night. I think he had six points. Just an awful game from one of your most reliable role players. Which
2: is – I think it was Will Liu who said this on the Raptor show that, like, he's there to be a veteran guy, kind of like what Kevin Love was for um, Miami. So, like, if he's the guy that's kind of losing his cool because he was just complaining all night to the refs, if that's happening from him, then, like – He's not—he obviously has other things he can provide, but one of the main things he's there for is to be that calming presence. And if he's not, this team loses a lot of its edge in terms of being that poised, mature team because, like, as great as Jokic and Murray are, we've also seen a guy like Jokic do— Ridiculous things when he's frustrated that foul On campaign in that Phoenix series when they, I believe They got swept or they lost quick And then uh, obviously earlier this year Against uh, the Miami Heat that beef he had with Morris And pushed him like Jokic is a guy who can Sometimes lose his cool so you need somebody To help circumvent that in a Guy like KCP being the veteran president So when he's not doing it like this team really Does like start making some silly Mistakes
0: they were clearly Frustrated the whole night and it, it came To blows in the
1: fourth quarter and I,
0: I just saw Something too, Christian Braun
1: who? I it's I Brown, sorry. No, I I'm only saying that because and I Zolfi is it you listen, he listened to the Will Lee Raptor show. They had a discussion about this. It is spelled Brawn, but it's actually Brown. Um, wow, gotta yeah, it, that. To be fair to you, it is spelled it Braun. It is it's
3: it's spelled specifically brown, it's spelled like, Brawn. I thought it was Brawn, and I've been watching them all year. Yeah,
1: yeah it, it brown. is Brown.
2: It's like I don't I don't know if it's German, but it's some kind of European. Not sure, but or, yeah,
1: it is pronounced Brown.
0: So. Okay, Christian Brown. Yes. Yeah. I, I've never really seen anything from him, and to him, he had six points. Michael Porter Jr. had five, and KCP had six also, and that's a guy who was not getting any minutes coming in and scoring the same or more than Michael Porter Jr. That's You can't let that happen. It was
2: a better six points than KCP, though, because like he was effective on the other end, or at least he was trying – put together quality minutes, and, like, you kind of wanted him out there more than you wanted the other guys because at least he was providing you some energy. It's kind of like hey, Haywood Highsmith on Miami. Like, a guy, like... Ooh. He had an
0: effective six minutes. He was just in dis- destroying, yeah, he was, being he chaotic. was
2: disruptive, like you said, chaotic. And, like, he's that weird guy that, like, some series he's not playing, and other series you're watching him, and you're like, why the hell is this guy not playing? Like, he's just one of those guys that in the right uh situations he can really provide for you. So, like, like to say all that, both these teams have... So much talent, which is why I think this series is going to go longer than a lot of us expected. But there's there's a lot of things both teams are going to have to look at to adjust because both of them have had a confident like dominant win now. So it's it's even from here one one. Let's see what happens next. Have you guys looked at the
3: team stats just like side by side side by side for this game? I have no. not. If you if I showed you just the team or if I showed somebody just the team stats, it looked like Denver won, but like. Oh my God! Miami shot 17 for 35 from deep, like, and they, and then plus the 49%. at least the two fouls on three pointers, like. The three been, pointers they, were the big story when they're when they're undrafted role players are cooking like
2: that. Pff, they're hard to beat. They've been shooting like almost 50 percent from three, like this whole playoff run or something ridiculous. Like, and I think they're like after the first series against Milwaukee, you're like, oh, they're not gonna do that again. Then against the Knicks, they're not gonna do that again. How are you gonna shoot that well? And they just keep doing it.
0: Like, I think my favorite thing is that they're consistently from different players too. Uh, obviously everyone knows the Eastern Conference Finals as the Caleb Martin series. It's looking like this is the Gabe Vincent series. Yeah, was he second, I mean. second favorite? Second in favorites in yeah. the MVP. He's going to get ladder. paid
1: this offseason. That's what I was going to like talk about is like Jimmy shot 7 for 19. It's not like amazing. No. But like Miami, like bam, 8 for 14. Gabe, 8 for 12. Duncan, 4 for 5 uh even strews 4 for 10 but all from three pointers that's right it. exactly so like it's 40% jimmy like didn't shoot too. like amazing but like jimmy had to take some of those shots though cuz you have to keep like the defense honest if you're the star right so he's going to miss some shots but if he keeps doing that he opens it up for other guys and then that's how they shoot on the night like that's like i'm really happy to see that because i feel like if denver went up 2 nothing i'd be worried for the series i felt like i feel like if miami went up 2 nothing I'd be like, okay, Denver's still going to come back, but Denver's such like a polished team that like now it's one-one. It's like we have a series, and it makes me like brings me a lot of joy because I was worried it was going to be like a like I know I'm like you know, I'm backing Heat culture and stuff like that. Like I do believe sure. the Heat are a really good team, but like Denver's really good, so I was worried that they were going to go up two nothing, and it was all of a sudden going to be like, oh man, like this is not going to be like as entertaining of a finals as I thought it'd be. But going one-one. Very happy with that result. If,
2: if Denver is going to win, it's at least nice that they're going to have to face some adversity now. Exactly. Instead of seeing them win in like a route, like they're getting challenged, and now it's like, what are you going to do to respond? Which is something you always want to see out of a champion. You don't want them to take it in like easy fashion. So they didn't get really challenged by Minnesota. They kind of got challenged by uh, Phoenix, but not really. Six games, but I don't think anyone was super worried. And then they obviously swept the Lakers. So now it's like. They're facing a team that's going to be able to match their intensity, match their level of effort. So what are you going to do now to adjust?
1: Exactly. Um, actually, you mentioned the Jokic, like, scorer versus passer thing. What do you guys think about Eric Spolstra's response to Ramona Shelburne? Did you guys see that?
0: Yeah, that's the untrained eye. Oh, I yeah. said Doris Burke. I meant Ramona yeah, Shelburne. I, 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 I heard that. I was going to... Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: I almost had them confused as well. What are it's... the odds that Shai Davidi brings it up in his next year's class? That's very high. What are the odds? 100. percent That's very high. That's like definitely a scenario that's going to happen. It's a weird.
0: It's a weird thing, and I love Spolstra. I me think too. Yeah. He's it's asinine. He hasn't won a coach of the year. I'm just going to throw that all there. Yeah. Also, yeah. That's I, It's that's That's actually crazy. He's, no he sense. should be the top paid coach. Also, uh, I don't know. There was something about that comment that didn't sit right with me because it's factually true, which is what they're doing. Denver is 0 and 3 this postseason yeah, when, when Jokic scores 40. Yeah. So. There's some truth to it. I think that it's also something that worked last year for the Warriors in that series. I know that Jokic didn't have help last year, but that's what the Warriors essentially did is they turned him into a scorer, and he doesn't work. I think there. I think part of it is that Spolster's trying to say like, okay, you're discrediting Jokic because everyone's like, oh, like when you turn him into a scorer, that's a good point. He's not everything else that he is, which is the elite passer that he is, an insane rebounder. Uh, just the vision that he has. I think it's try- it's slightly discrediting a lot of that other stuff, but at the same time, I don't think that that's necessarily true. If you're just oh, it's an untrained eye to say he's just a scorer.
2: Yeah, see, it's funny because you bring up the Warriors doing it to him. So Draymond Green had Steve Kerr on his podcast to talk about it, and Steve Kerr, who's also a really good coach in this league, said that's exactly what I saw was happening from the Miami Heat. So like. Again, Eric Spolster is kind of dismissing it, but if another coach in this league can watch and say that's probably what the game plan was, I think there has to be some truth to it, right? Just because we can all see what's going on. And I think what they said was that uh, you had to treat Jamal Murray like the head of the snake, which is what they did by putting multiple defenders on him to kind of stop him. They basically said, Jokic isn't the head of the snake. He's his own snake altogether. So you let him do what he needs to do and focus on containing the other guys who their top other guy is Jamal Murray. And it can bring you success. And on that night, it did. So, like, I think it's something where, again, my thoughts are Swolstra is just kind of trying to deflect away from it. But also, you made a really good point, Jake, in that, like, he's a two-time MVP. Like, you're not letting him do anything most of the times. He's going to do what he can. But can you kind of force him one way versus the other? Like, if you kind of defend everyone else and leave him... More open to score, like obviously he's gonna take the baskets, right? So I think it's interesting because if they treat it like that, well, what's gonna have to happen? Like, what is Denver's adjustment gonna be? Are they just gonna try to get Yo Murray better looks? Like, what are they gonna try to just hope people start hitting shots? Like, I don't know.
0: I have no idea.
3: I just want to say that I think anyone who's watched even one or two Denver games the whole season knows that they play the best when the ball's like swinging around. It's very free. Um, I think the strategy to get the ball to Jokic is a strategy to slow the game down and really take Denver out of their atmosphere, it'll just frustrate them because if you look at it, Miami shot forty-nine percent from the field and forty-nine percent from three on thirty-five attempts, so they made seventeen. Denver shot fifty-two percent from the field, thirty-nine percent from deep on twenty-eight attempts, so good volume. And the game finished at 119 points. Like that tells you how slow the game was. Like that's that's an incredible Efficiency from both sides, and the game finished 119 points. I think that's really what the strategy of getting Jokic to be a scorer does. It just slows their offense down so much, and I think it's just that's not what they're comfortable with.
1: Yeah, and like the thing with the question, she also prefaced it with this might be an oversimplification. Oversimpl- like yeah, she, she clarified that before Yeah, and I also, I don't, I, I think, yeah, maybe he's defending Jokic, like, you know, give him more credit, but I also think he's just not trying to talk tactics too much with the media. Yeah, because, she was definitely
3: a deflection scapegoat.
1: Kind yeah, of. like you don't want – if I were a coach, I wouldn't want to share my my tactics and what I think about the score versus – because they very well could be trying to force Jokic into a scorer, like Steve Kerr said, right? Yeah, so, like
2: I, I agree. You don't want to talk your tactics, but it's also like blatantly obvious what the tactic is. So Everyone knows it. So it's one of those things yeah. where like – again, I love Spolcher as a coach, but also – don't treat the audience like we're knuckleheads as well like we know like yeah. enough to know what's going on like
1: i think it was a fair question personally it,
2: it definitely was a fair question because again like going in that was one of the strategies you thought may or may not work it's not like this is a new idea turn jokic into a scorer and it can bring you success uh, in in a game people have known that it's just that sometimes it works because their other the team isn't hitting shots or the defenders aren't doing their thing and sometimes it doesn't so It's just one of those things where, like, I get what Spolster's trying to do, but also if you're going to say that, at least have something to support it with being like, we were actually doing this. But that goes back to your point, Daniel. I don't think he's going to talk tactics.
0: Game three, going to Miami tomorrow. Tied 1-1. What do you guys want to see tomorrow from either team? Let's start with Miami first. I'll go first. Personally, I want to see Jimmy set the tone right off the bat. Because what we've been seeing these last couple games have been Jimmy kind of cruising a little bit, not being as aggressive to start off the games, and ending very clutch. He's picking
2: and choosing for sure.
0: I want Jimmy to come out and set the tone from the start and take some of the pressure off the undrafted players to start off your game because Max Drew's carried them for the first bit of that game. I want that to be Jimmy and Bam, and I want them to start that early and often. I think that is a huge thing to help frustrate this Nuggets team to begin with. That's what I want to see. Zolfi what about you? Uh,
2: I'm going to go on the other side. Is we've talked so much about Miami's undrafted players and what they can do. I want to see what the role players in Denver can do. I need to see them step up. They they've played good roles throughout the playoffs for uh, the Nuggets, but this is one of those moments where I think they they need to be the star of the show. So I'm going to need Denver's like guys in KCP, Aaron Gordon, MPJ. To really showcase their shot making, like make the most of their looks. Don't make silly mistakes like KCP made on those fouls. Like I need them to step up, because whether Jokic is a scorer or not, like he only had four assists, but it's not like Jokic wasn't moving the ball. He was getting players' open shots and good looks, just they were knocking it down. And that's partly credit to Miami's defense, but at the end of the day, like we said, it's a make or miss league, so these guys are going to have to make shots. So I need especially MPJ to step up offensively, because we've seen if he's not stepping up offensively, he is offering next to nothing out there. But he is very important to this team, obviously. So I think he's going to be a key factor, in this MPJ is going to, In my opinion, make or break this game, Spencer. Uh,
3: What I want to see from the Heat is, I would almost have to agree with you, Jake. Uh, I want—I don't think their role players are going to shoot almost fifty percent again.
0: Are you sure? Are you?
3: They keep doing it. They keep doing it. If any team's going to do it, it is Miami. But just—I'm just going to play it on the side of what if they don't get hot early? Then I want to see Jimmy and Bam make a mark on this game at home. It's a big game for them. Um, if they want to win the series, this is a huge swing game. If Denver takes this one, it it, it could be it could be um, I don't want to say over for them, but it's going to be a lot more difficult for them to take seven or take four games out of seven.
1: Dan, yeah, um, I want a big game from Jimmy as well. I would love to see that purely for just like people who watch basketball. Like, Jim, Jim, big game from Jimmy is like the best thing ever. Um, but then continue also because I think. It's funny because, like, the main thing I want to see from Denver is improved defense. Because, like, we talk about them being such a polished team. Like, when I say that, I'm mostly talking offensively. Like, defense, I feel like that's their biggest weakness at this point. Oh, for sure. Especially with, like, guys like MPJ who just get so lost out there sometimes. Um, But it's funny that that's, like, their thing. But Miami is, like, yeah, they're shooting amazing. But I feel like we don't talk enough about how polished – Miami is defensively they are such a cohesive unit out there and like in my eyes that's what's brought them to the finals they are defense first and they're just so good at it so um for Miami I want a big game from Jimmy and continued defensive dominance because they are just amazing on that end and Denver of course role players step up KCP you know keep a cool head um and improve their defense that's those are the main things that I would talk
0: about i'm gonna throw something out here out out of nowhere are we gonna approach a territory where the nuggets might have to consider throwing reggie jackson out there for a little bit
2: oh I don't, I don't know why like well, what do you think they're just to,
0: if their like, scoring is just not if they're not getting the looks that they're getting from some of the other players why not throw him out there like i always think it's strange that he's riding this bench i forgot i've was, been
1: thinking the exact same thing why I isn't reggie jackson playing i
2: saw a video of him warming up like uh, he
1: was such a prominent player for the Clippers and literally like was like their main option in one of the playing I games. I think it's cuz like... you
2: have two like primary ball handlers in Jamal Murray and Jokic and then Bruce Brown is your third ball handler typically and he's been playing well. I think if they go down 2-1 and like it's another really bad KCP game, they'll have to consider it because he can kind of fill in that role, but he's not the defender KCP is. He's not really a 3 and D guy like that either. Like he is a, a guard who's a ball handler, so I think That has to be why, and your ball handlers haven't been bad. So that would be my guess. But, hey, if you go down 2-1, you're going to have to change something because then clearly two games in a row, like, something hasn't worked. Uh, To go on a lighter note, what I need, not from the teams but from the NBA, bring every goddamn celebrity out to this game. The celebrity row has been a conversation in Denver because it has
0: sucked. What do you mean Russell Wilson was there?
2: It's literally just Denver athletes. And coaches and Ken Jong, who was there for just one game, not even both. Like you have a dude from like the Hangover series being one of your primary celebrities. This is like the NBA Finals, the top of the top. And I get it; it's in Denver. It's not as like alluring as LA would have been. But come on, like you have Russell Wilson, Sean Payton. Payton Russ got Nanny, booed. And, yeah, that's hilarious. <laughs>
1: oh, <laughs> had that jokes.
2: You had like you had Alex English, uh, who was there. David Thompson, former players of the Nuggets, like legends. Don't get me wrong. And then they showed. Charles Barkley, who's working on the night, he's not <laughs> even a celebrity. Like, he is, That's but he's not. Funny. And then they showed Adam Silver. Like, you have the, your commissioner of your league is not a celebrity. I'm sorry.
0: Remember yeah. when Barack Obama was at the Raptors game? Like, Yeah, that was <laughs> that, They got Barack. They yeah. massive. Raptors yeah. are massive.
3: They should show in Miami, though, celebrities.
0: This, I, mean, I oh, hope so. Miami, so. It's in Miami. Though, yeah. But, like, I don't I don't, I
2: don't I don't need just regular Miami celebrities. Like, seeing DJ Khaled and Rick Ross isn't going to do it for me. They're I just, need bad.
0: Haslam on the bench And they're just like Look at he's here uh, see,
2: That's <laughs> what I mean Like I need to see like Rihanna I need to see Big
1: Whoa. names come Throwing through Throwing Rihanna out there
2: Yeah that's because I have a crush on Rihanna Oh okay. She's the been point. to
1: a lot of games So it's not like that Like crazy right I know but
2: she's She's a big name Like that's not just like Miami based You know what I yeah, mean Yeah yeah No, like, for You I sure. don't want to s- see Pitbull
0: yeah, no, like, he's, oh, he Announce his world tour. He might as well get some publicity. out like, okay.
2: I need, like, different kind of celebrities to show up that aren't normally there. Screw it, just bring Jack Harlow back. I don't care. Just, like, bring no. me more. Bring me no. more. At least he'll, like, make up for, like, no. not rooting for the Celt- uh, the Heat, even though he has a song after Tyler Hero. God. He's wearing a Celtics Jack jacket. Jack Harlow
0: should not show his face after White Man Can't Jump again.
1: Like, he I've needs to just go. You didn't like it? No, my God. Goodness, is it that it's, bad? So, it's really
2: bad. The trailer was funny. I no, guess. it, it wasn't. Fun. Uh, no, no,
1: Jake. It, Jake's a bit pretentious with this film. Like you're uh, a movie critiques. aficionado. Oh, I just want to yeah. watch funny stuff. I'm a film major. Exactly. So regardless of what you say, I'm already more right than any of you. So that's okay? just not true. And you should have learned that in your undergrad,
0: that it's very subjective. Okay, so. hey, if anything <laughs> I was taught about undergrad, it was that film apparently is objective. That's what they tried
1: to teach well, me. Well, they are that's, wrong. That's I mean, not yeah. true.
2: If, like, film was in major, is just a synonym for film douchebag, so <laughs> I just think that's what that says. Tell me how you really feel about this <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, like, again, to my point, bring out the celebrities, make yeah. more of a show out of it, because that's what this is. It's supposed to be a big show, and I think, like, if you want more people to start loving this game, which obviously they do a really good job of, but I think there's something to be said where, like, part of the fun is seeing all the celebrities there, and when you have to resort to calling your commissioner a celebrity, like, it's kind of dumb.
1: I agree. Definitely. He's your biggest celebrity.
2: I don't know. It's like showing Roger Goodell hey, at like, the NFL games. Like, really? Does anyone care?
1: He almost became the Disney CEO. He's, he's pretty getting up close. there, man. He's he's close. Pretty famous. I want to come back
0: later to Adam Silver because there is a little nugget that he said that was pretty interesting regarding okay. no the future. No, okay. it, was, it was fully intended okay, there. Okay. Uh, but let's put, a, let's put a bow on game three quickly. Let's go around. A little round table here. Who do we think is stealing game three and taking the advantage to one? I'm. I'll go last. So Zelfie, I'm throwing you first.
2: Sure. Oh, this is this is tough because Miami being at home, they have like I think Denver has more pressure in this, having to bounce back, especially because Miami is typically the underdog in this series. But that home court and everything going on, I I feel like this is such a pick 'em game. Like you can literally go either way, but. My brain says this is going to go 2-1 for Miami, and then Denver's going to bounce back and probably even it out. But for but,
0: now... <laughs> uh-oh. Let me remind you, you're 3-3 three and three as your playoff record. Hey, in
2: the finals, I've been 2-2 two for two so far. That's all I care about. Okay. And I got Game 7 right. Uh, but, yeah, I, th- I think I'm going Miami. I think Miami's going to show okay. out. I think they're going to put keep going on that momentum, and I think Denver is going to have a bit of trouble again. And game four is where you're going to see Mike Malone make his adjustments. So I think this one goes to Miami.
0: Spence. I'm going with Denver.
3: <sighs> okay. Yep, that's right. And I'm not even thinking twice about it.
0: No. Why are you so confident? I don't know. But just <laughs> no? <laughs> is it because you feel like you made the mistake of picking um, Miami game one?
3: No, I just feel like it's one of those games that we've seen a million times where everyone now thinks – Miami's in the driver's seat, and then Denver's going to just win by like 15.
0: It is crazy how the momentum feels like it's just been flip flopping between game one, game two. Everyone's like, I oh, sweep. That. And now everyone's like, oh, Miami's going to actually That's do what you it. Want. Yeah. Is it exactly, is exciting. Exactly and then everyone's going to be want. back
3: on Denver five, 4 1, and then Miami will go and win game four, and then we'll have 2 2 again.
0: Spencer, your record is also 3 and 3. So you're picking Denver. Staying Bang on, on average. Consistency, baby. You, you got all
1: the Celtics wins. That's all that really I matters. I started out hot, 3 0. <laughs>
3: I've lost the last Except three. Except for game maybe.
1: seven, the most important one. You guys God, got it we wrong. Don't, hey. We don't talk. Yeah, Keehan's and a, Zolfi, okay. no ball, man. Yeah. We're like, We're like me and Dan are like nowhere.
2: Shaq shooting free throws. We make them when it counts. I'm more like exactly. Michael
1: Jordan. I don't need game
3: seven. <laughs> You're betting? Pardon? What?
0: No, I'm more like Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah, I there you, go. there you go. You <laughs> <laughs> got it. It took a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, nice.
1: Uh, Daniel. Poor Mike. Two and <clears> three records so far. Heat, culture, all the way. Okay. Always. I made the mistake of not going after them or... Rooting for them in uh, Game Two, and uh, they proved me wrong, as they prove everyone wrong. It seems every single year. So, Heat are winning Game Three, and uh, you know I'm making my prediction for Game Four. Denver coming back whoa, for Game Four. All right. <laughs> I mean, realistically, we're probably going to record after Game Five, no? So
2: that's a good point.
1: Yeah. So you guys want to do I, predictions? But I'm not. I'm not going to lie. I'm I, I with w- you on that. Yeah, I feel it. All I right, feel the we I, gotta wait till we watch the game before we make yeah, predictions th- things might
2: for
0: Game Four. Okay, and no, we'll we'll try to record before Game Five. That we can't not go all. the When way is past game, five? game Five? Sunday. Uh, so or? it's three. It's three days in between everything. Yeah, they're taking more time in
2: between now. So the game is
0: Wednesday, and then it would be Saturday. So the game would be Monday. I believe. Yeah, I think. So that we have to record before
3: right. Saturday.
0: Wait, Thursday, Saturday. The, game is, the next game would be Saturday. Game four would be so Saturday. We so we
3: could record, record Thursday, Friday,
2: so one of those days. Yeah.
0: But Friday we don't have to be here, so maybe Thursday.
2: Oh, well, I like we, we could talk the about this. We could talk about this. I don't think anyone sorry, really cares listeners. about Sorry to all of our three listeners. Just skip ahead 45 seconds.
1: To all of our three listeners, sorry about that. Hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Actually, I'll share
0: that. we crossed over 500 listeners for our first three episodes. Really? That's pretty damn impressive. If people are listening...
3: They deserve to know our schedule, right? <laughs> you're exactly right. Yeah, you're committed this hard to everything. Be Thursday ready for either
2: a Thursday or Friday. We,
0: we will get one to talk, you. Yeah. We will
3: get one. We will get one. One of those days. It will happen.
0: happen. Uh, if not, like we did for the last game, you could go and find our predictions on our socials. Look at that tra- little transition there. That was kind that's of a smooth. It's a good wow. transition. Wow. At Dream Underscore Team Pod, we did share our predictions on there. There's little videos. It's fun little time getting those videos up there. Yeah. As for my prediction. I'm just gonna flex my record a little bit. I have a four and two record. Wow. since the, in Top of the leaderboard. It doesn't matter, does it now? It because does matter. I think that just means that I know basketball more than all of you guys, basically. Except okay. when but it counts in game seven. Exactly. Anyways <laughs> let's uh this whole time we've been going two v two on all these games. Oh, I knew this was going to Oh, he's changing it. It's time to switch that up. Oh, ladies you're and gentlemen. a lone dog, I'm, Spencer. I'm going heat culture. Jeez. I I'm trusting it. They got the jitters out of the way. They got that game. They stole it when it matters. They have two chances here. to Really, all I want from Miami is to win one of these games. They need to just win one. If they win this one, then we're in the driver's seat. They can lose this one and still win the game after, but I I think it's this one. I think they're going to win this one. I think they figured it out. I think they look really good. I think they're going to keep Kevin Love in the starting lineup, especially if Caleb Martin is...
1: Hurt? He's slash sick. sick. I, think, I think he's sick. He had like a head injury. That's something yeah. I wanted to mention too. Is like they won with Martin playing like not that great. They can win with anyone. Guys, this is just one. so that's impressive, their MO, though. Yeah, like that's so their impressive. MO. Sorry, Jake. Continue with uh,
0: MVP Gabe Vincent out there. No, I, yeah, I, I go. I'm going Heat. I think Jimmy's going to come out. I think he should set the tone. I'm going to expect it. Bam Adebayo, who should really be the MVP leader for the Miami, been has been the X factor, like we all said he should be. He's been yep. tremendous this entire time he's really kind of put in a lot of the haters to doubt or to rest all because he's when it matters he's out there he's scoring crazy hooks he's just hit the pick and roll with jimmy looks so good yeah i'm gonna go heat so you know
3: what that means though players are scared of al horford <laughs> say what now players are scared of al horford of a
0: 38 year old al horford <laughs> every time Damn. every
3: team that played the celtics their center sucked
2: that's a good point.
0: Philly is also scared of Al Horford because of the contract. I, I don't but think either. they're scared
2: of him. I think they're just intrigued by his face. He's a good-looking man. I still think
3: it's more was, Robert Williams, but Al Horford's funnier to say. So.
2: You just Al Horford's antics and his pretty face, Like I would be distracted.
0: Absolutely. Is that guy going to retire soon? He's got to be. But like,
2: should he? He's still, he's still, still playing, playing, well. he's playing some yeah, defense? He's playing pretty good. He's like. one of the
0: better older players we've seen in the league, I feel like.
2: Uh, it's crazy to think like. Not to start an Al Horford, like, rant, but, like, his career started with him, like, For getting- Rant? Yeah, rant or, like, speech. I don't know. <laughs> soliloquy? Let's go soliloquy. Oh. Uh, oh. Big words. Yeah. I was an English I major. I could say that. No, I'm kidding. Uh, he remember like I don't know if you guys remember this, but early on in his career, he got suspended for a season because he like clotheslined TJ Ford Raptors oh, alumnus.
1: Shout out TJ, Ford. about that.
0: Yeah, like so, so why are you he, bringing me back to those days? Yeah,
2: dark times. But like, yeah, TJ Ford was, there, so. was out oh, for like days. I think a year and a bit or something like that. Like so, Al Horford didn't have a great reputation, and he's built himself into a hell of a player, and has had a, has had a hell of a career. So, man, shout out to Al Horford, like. He's a shout 3 and D Alport guy now, which no one would have thought, but he's he's made a career for himself, so yeah. shout out.
1: also shout out to TJ Ford and Jose Calderon. <laughs> I Raptors loved watching Legends. them as a kid. Jose Calderon should have been starting. That's just my hot take for the day. Go ahead. Do we want to
0: listen to Lowry giving his flowers to Jose Calderon a little bit? Oh, oh that was a funny one.
2: Let's
1: listen yeah, Kyle out. Lowry. Absolutely. Let's, list, would, let's uh, listen to
0: it. This is Kyle yeah. Lowry before game one, I believe, or just before game two. Game two, game no, two. Uh, thing two. Uh, talking about his friendship with Jose Calderon. Let's, let's take a little listen to this.
3: Sergio Andres from Drafteados, Spain. We're good friends with Jose Calderon. Yeah. ex teammate of yours and good the friend. Mi amigo. Yeah. He just, we asked him about you, and he said two things. The first is that after your first ring, you started texting him less. <laughs> so he just said that if you actually win this second one, you're going to be done with him. <laughs> or what are you going to do about it?
2: Uh, he's lying. <laughs> I got to go to Spain, so I call him when I go to Spain. So, yes. <laughs>
3: and the second one was uh, that if you're going to go visit him next time when you go to Marbella.
2: Yes, I will see him in Marbella in a few weeks. Definitely will, will go visit him because he's my guy and they have a great facility over there. But, yes, I'll be in Spain uh, in a couple of weeks. So, looking forward to seeing my guy, my amigo.
1: Uh, I love Kyle Lauer. What oh, yeah. a uh, Where is that facility located, by any chance? Just asking for a friend. Yeah couple weeks he gave us a date and everything guys it's, hey okay. guys you guys want to go meet is not to spain or what travel pod D- dream team That'd live cool, from spain man. jose calderon crazy. please come on our show thank you that uh,
0: would be a pretty big get then daniel can't tra- talk trash about our three listeners apparently
1: oh, Well, would be massive we got jose calderon got the carl,
0: we got the carl malone right. shout out we get the jose calderon We're shout not shouting <laughs> <got laughs> out carl <Malone>. <laughs> we can't shout we are out not carl shouting malone. that guy out never I want to talk about this quickly because <clears throat> it was some news that dropped last week that we didn't really get time to get to because it's been chaotic on this podcast from one number fifteen to the other number fifteen. Carmelo Anthony has retired from the NBA. It seems like it was, it was pretty much set in stone that he wasn't going to be coming back again. Yeah, yeah. Uh, had a tremendous career. Carmelo, do you guys think he deserves to get his number retired?
2: D- well, depends on where.
0: Where are you <laughs> thinking that he should if he was assume- to? Him? Denver or Knicks. Probably, Probably New York. So those are the
2: only teams that would make sense, but I am so on the edge of him and Jokic. I like people have brought the idea of retire both. I personally don't like that. I don't know what it, like I don't no? I don't like the idea of both mm-hmm. being retired. I think it takes away from showing love to both of them. In some cases, I can understand doing it like uh, but I don't, I can't I can't see it for Denver. Like I don't know Jokic a two-time MVP taking his team to the finals. I love Melo. If you got to
1: choose, it's it's Jokic. Yeah, so you know what I mean. Like.
2: like he, like Melo, just didn't do that much in Denver, and the way he left, and in my in not my, in New York, he really didn't do much either, to be quite honest, in terms of success. But I think just the cultural like aspect of him as a player was much more in revering New in New York. I completely agree. That's what I so, was going like, to say. New York, especially because in the past, like. With two decades, they've had nothing to celebrate. Just retire Melo's jersey. Hey, they made the It'll second round this Yeah, whoop-de-do. <laughs> like, it give him something to celebrate. I would do it in New York before I do it in Denver. I, it's unfortunate that they share the same number. If they didn't, I'd be more on board for it. But mm-hmm. I think you have to give this retirement to Jokic when it's all said and done because he'll probably at least get one. But at the end of the day, yep. the two MVPs is enough. Like for for what he's done, and also like he was. Drafted what forty first overall or whatever, like he has this crazy story. Jokic was his underdog who brought this franchise to a place that's never been before. Yeah, oh, first I, finals I,
1: appearances with Jokic, like that's yeah.
2: a really big deal. Do you yeah, think so. his
0: lack of ring is going to have anything to do with that too? And the fact oh, that he absolutely. never got a ring. Carmilla? yeah, probably. In, yeah. in
2: terms of like a retiring hit, his, his number over Jokic, absolutely. If you want a ring for Denver, different story altogether. Like that would be the first ring; he'd be cemented his legacy. Then I would say. He his number needs to be retired, and then you can have the conversation about splitting them. But the fact that he doesn't, and he didn't really have much success in the playoffs, other than a couple conference finals appearance with Denver, I think like it, Jokic has this over him.
3: Could you imagine they like retired his jersey and like made Jokic switch numbers? Oh, oh that, that would, would be that unknown. would not go over well. I mean, yeah. it obviously it's never going to happen, but just something funny to think about. I think they'll retire it probably in New York, if anywhere. Probably, probably New I, York. I agree. Yeah, I feel I like it. the Knicks. Do that kind of stuff. You just
2: need something to celebrate.
0: Carmelo yeah. Anthony was a ten-time NBA All-Star. Ooh. Made it in tw- two thousand seven, two thousand eight, and from twenty ten to twenty seventeen. That's quite the streak right there. He was a six-time All-NBA, two times second team, four times on the third team. Never won a ring, but he did play over a thousand two hundred and sixty games. He started a thousand one hundred and twenty of them. Averaged twenty two point five points per game, on point four four seven field goal. That's pretty good. He's 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 one of the best. He's He's a Hall of
2: Famer. He's one of the best scorers of all time. Scoring champ. uh, NBA seventy fifth anniversary team. Like he's national champion. Yeah, national champion, multiple time gold medalist with uh, Team USA. He's an absolute Hall of Famer. It's just uh, unfortunately his lack of success in the NBA partly due to some of his own choices like just takes away from it a little bit like no mm-hmm. one's going to hate mellow he's definitely one of the best culture guys in terms of like nba in the 2000s he's going to be one of the, the coolest players you remember but it's just he didn't have that success for a couple reasons so
0: do any of you guys have a favorite Carmelo anthony moment
2: yeah 60 points no assists no boards Got that's crazy ca- that's was like that against really, chicago yeah. Was that thing? That
3: <laughs> Honestly, I just saw it the other day and it reminded me. I do remember watching it live though and he was
2: just he was just getting buckets. I can't I I can't remember who it was against.
3: I just saw like the the board the other day.
2: Him against Kobe in those playoff runs was always oh, fun. Like one. chipping at each other, just going back and forth. Uh, fourth, But my favorite mellow moments were all just the culture, like the braids, the the baby, the powder blue, like uh, Denver Nuggets jersey. That was one of the first jerseys I saw for like the NBA. That's part of why I started liking basketball was because of Melo and that team and the hype they had around him. And then they got Allen Iverson and I was such an Iverson fan. So that made me love Mellow and that team even more. And then he had hoodie mellow, which was a thing. Yep. Like he like that was one of my favorite things that somebody who like that's part of the why I love just wearing hoodies all the time. It just reminds me of hoodie mellow, like balling out in a hoodie, like in practice and warm ups and stuff. Like he had so many weird cultural moments. I don't want to take away from that, but he did have some negative moments as well, which we can talk about another day. But right now we're giving him his flowers. So like he was such a polarizing up and down player, but he was just a dude for the culture and he cared, especially when you needed him to.
0: I loved watching him and Dame play together. They were so much fun. Him yeah. and Dame were just killing it together. I lo- he yeah he, he's I don't think there's any player like him. He was so so different from everyone else, and I think that's why he stood out. And he inspired people. I think he's up there with like the likes of I don't want to say like the likes of Kobe, but you hear you hear his name get tossed around a lot as everyone just loved watching him play and. Clearly, a team like the Atlanta Hawks also loved him so much that they put out his tweet. Did you guys see that? All when of like, six days when he was there. Or something. Yeah, his, oh, uh, yeah. The, yeah, the jersey with his number on that is yeah. so funny. I, I thought that was so like, he's a
2: cool, he's a bucket getter, and he's a cool cat. I don't think yeah, there's either. anyone who fits the, the title bucket getter more than Mel.
0: And no one has the longevity that he did either 19 years in the league, and he looks pretty good up well, until his last LeBron days. Does. too.
3: What about Vince Carter?
0: Vince yeah, Carter, Carter was. I always got someone ish. for everything. Also, yeah. oh, LeBron doesn't count. All right. You can't just throw no, LeBron's not. name out there. Why? Because he's an alien. Best he's an yeah, anomaly. All right. We're not getting into the GOAT can conversation I, Can I unhappened. give
3: you guys the numbers that and players that have had their jerseys retired for the Nuggets? Yeah. yeah. Alex English. Yeah. Fat Lever. Go. David Thompson. Byron Beck. Dan Easel. And Dikembe Mutombo. Mutombo. I was going
2: to ask Mutombo's on there. Makes sense.
3: So, I mean. Melo was probably better than uh, bar maybe maybe Alex English or David Thompson. If you want to get into it, he's probably a better player than, well, arguably all of them. So I
0: just think the fact that Jokic is 15 will do you, play a lot. Do you, oh, wait do you wait and do the double retirement?
2: I don't like the double retirement. Like I said this earlier, I just like, I feel like it takes away from them a bit. And the fact that Melo does have the Knicks who can do it for him, I think is part of it. I think it's a good point, Spencer. I would argue that Alex English was probably a bit better. But like outside agree, of him, but. like I don't know. There's a really good point that Melo probably had a better career than most of those guys. But there's also like Yo, it's just unfortunate they share the same number. Like and if when that happens, and one of them is a two-time MVP who's probably gonna win a chip or at least go to a couple more finals. Like he's better. It's just there's not much to it. He's a better player for the team.
0: The Nuggets should retire DeAndre Jordan's number after the season. That's my uh, hot take. He's gonna a first <laughs> one
3: from. Uh, The uh, Um, lob, lob city, yeah, yeah. to uh, probably window ring, maybe.
0: Congrats to Carmelo Anthony, hell of a career.
3: Yeah, shout
2: out, man.
0: Yeah, just had to throw that in there because I feel like we kind of missed it the last couple episodes, and there's just there's just been so much. Oh,
2: I need to bring this up. I just remembered us talking about Mello. I am such a grumpy old man, but I hate that kids think of Lamelo Ball when you say Mello now. (laughs) It bugs the crap. Like, and I I don't I don't mind because he is like Lamelo. Like the the name Mello makes sense, but like. The fact that no, like, there's so many of the younger generation that don't think about Carmelo when you say Mellow. It's like, come on, like, how yeah. old am I now?
0: That you default to Lamelo Ball is really sad. Like, it hurts. It does hurt.
2: Oh, I have to get that off my chest. I'm it's okay. okay. I, Thank I, you for I, sharing.
0: I, I agree with that. Like,
2: Melo will always be Carmelo first for me, and oh, then absolutely. like as he should be. Yeah,
0: for our age group, absolutely. I think there'll be a time for me to sneak in some Lamelo Ball talk because I, I have some takes about that guy. About
2: that, his watch. Mario Kart looking watch That was watch.
1: such an ugly watch dude. <laughs> I can't look. Why, it how was do like you a Car- even flex that It's just diamonds And it looks like it's, garbage He
2: took a Cartier watch To a jeweler And said hey Mess this up for me Yeah Like that's, And then he paid Thousands of dollars for it I assume uh, He's Between that And his like the, Questionable so choices that was speeding As yeah, well Yeah driving Like that Someone's it gotta talk to him people off man. and stuff Yeah He needs yeah, and his purple. He needs to Lambo. have a
1: conversation With John Moran That guy yeah. can set him straight
2: John Moran's okay, scares straight. That's a love life. John scares straight. John Scare Moran and Lamelo balls. Sending
3: him
1: to Lamelo balls.
0: Head.
2: That's that is terrible. I love that it.
1: is my bad. We'll yeah. we'll just move on. Do All we... right, Monty Williams, Frank Vogel. <laughs> yes.
0: I was going to talk about <laughs> Leangelo there for a little bit, but I guess little, ah, I, I can't. I can't really t- right? touch. Let's leave the ball. Let's move on from exactly. that. Let's talk about Monty Williams first because I feel like that one came out of nowhere. Yep. Got the bag. Monty Williams is now your new coach for the Detroit Pistons, and when we said that we didn't think that a caliber coach like that would be wanting to go to the Pistons, we were probably right, but then we we saw
3: the
1: money. Who is we? Sorry. I was not a part of that.
3: Yeah, remember me backing Marvin Bagley
1: and crew? Yeah. (laughs) All right, let's not go there. But I will gladly take the L for
2: not anticipating that they were going to pay him better than most of their players. I don't think anyone could have guessed that. Is he,
1: is he the highest coach in history? Paid yeah, coach in history? highest, yeah. highest coach, coach in history. Is so <laughs> so he signed, the highest paid <laughs> coach in history? <laughs> no, he signed a oh, okay. six-year,
0: $78.5 <laughs> million yeah, dollar contract, in contract that can get up to eight years. 100 mil. 100 mil.
3: Well, wow. just imagine you're Monty Williams, right? You win coach of the year. You bring your team to the second round. You lose in six. Okay. Then you get fired. Like I'd probably take the bag too for it and go play coach a team that I know at least I have some job security for. Like, yeah, geez, you'll be there for rare. a couple seasons
2: at least. Could you
0: imagine if the Pistons just like fired him in, like oh, three God. years from now?
2: With but the... they still have to pay him if they I fire know. him. I so yeah. that's I don't think they will because. I don't of that, blame the guy, man.
0: I see everyone on Twitter up in arms about it, and I don't really get it. At the same time, They're like, oh well, he shouldn't be get paid that much. But also at the same time, why not? Yeah, coaches, coaches' salaries don't count towards anything else doesn't count towards your team salary on anything. so why exactly why does it matter good he got the bag he's going to be coaching a terrible team but i mean hey if he, if he can help grow some of these young players and let's not forget that what exactly were the sons before monty williams exactly. joined that team he did the That's, same thing there yep. yeah. he brought some culture to that team devin booker had a, a good rise through monty williams yep what's so different about this
2: i think uh spencer's point is really good that like why wouldn't he take that and again, I don't know Monty personally, but we—if you know—Jake <laughs> is yeah, just right, Jake. dying. All in the that smoke pollution guys. that
1: we're dealing with right yeah. now. Again, the air quality has gone. Uh, into no, Monty this. Williams uh, just gets me really choked
2: up. guys. Yeah, but like speaking of that, like if you know anything about Monty Williams, you know the tragedy he faced in his life, losing his his wife. So he's a single yeah. dad as well, and he's raising his kids. So if you have the—he's the, obviously made a lot of money in his NBA career, but if you get this kind of money and job security. To kind like like of like take a great guy, family. man. He's a great coach a and a great guy, guy. But like, really it's hilarious dude. because, like, looking at next year's uh, like, salary for the uh, Pistons, and obviously he doesn't count towards it, but he'd be their second highest player. Like, <laughs> after, uh, on after Boyan, like, uh, Bagley's making the most money at 12.5. Like, so he would be their second highest player, which is just to put into perspective how much money he's getting paid. So, also I how think, little the Detroit Pistons yeah, yeah, the players Pistons, make. Yeah, the Pistons are terrible. <laughs> uh, but, I think in the beginning of this contract it's going to be all like flowers and roses and it's going to be happiness but a couple years in if he's not getting results the expectations will start knocking because they're going to look at the money and they they, like you don't get paid to be the high you don't get to be the highest paid coach in the league without some kind of expectations at some point so it's a very interesting decision to do this i think he has the abilities to set culture in this detroit team but He's going to have to do it, I think, the next, like, three seasons.
0: Who do you think benefits the most with Monty Williams getting hired on that team?
1: The entire team. Yeah? yeah. yeah. Like, what have the Pistons been They're, missing? Yeah. Culture. They They're don't good. have... I know, like, shout out Wayne Casey, but, like... No. He's still
2: there. He's still there. He's just up... Uh, he's above now in the front office.
1: Yeah, exactly. Dwayne and Casey's also just not that guy to
0: really help develop
1: Well, that Well, I wouldn't say that. Dude, the Raptors' core, that... If, eventually became the championship core mm. that Dwayne, was developed Dwayne Casey, by Dwayne Casey yeah Dwayne Casey was the
0: Raptors
2: Mark Jackson for yeah like exactly years, you know like I mean? we, needed, yeah. we needed him you're right you need them. that corny cheesy guy to put in that culture at first which exactly. is what Mark Jackson did in Golden State and then you get like a more tactician of a coach exactly to do something then
1: you next. upgrade for the championship coach which was Nick Nurse and Dwayne Casey and Monty Williams together, like that. I think they're going to develop this team really well. Fair enough. So I, I think the whole organization benefits from a guy like this. I wanted him for the Raptors, but there's no way. I did too. There's absolutely no way MLSC is dishing out that type of money no, for. Uh, you're not countering that offer. No, absolutely not.
2: I think Jaden Ivey is going to benefit the most from this. Yeah. I see him as like a Devin Booker type. I, I went to a game in Detroit and I watched him play. Like he is a he's a flamethrower of a guy when he gets it going. He loves going to the basket, but he's also still a little loose with the ball. He makes those like uh, silly mistakes once in a while. So having a veteran coach to really help him understand those things, because I think Kate is a superstar. Like he has ta- at least the talent to be a superstar. He just needs to, a to, stay, healthy. He just needs yeah, to stay healthy. Also, your development. Exactly. So I don't think it, I don't think the coach is going to matter as much for him. But a guy like Jaden Ivy, who's a bit more of a raw prospect, I think uh, Monty can help unlock him.
1: Yeah, a guy you know, like Isaiah Jayden Stewart.
3: Ivey. Dude, Isaiah Stewart's like twenty-two. He's still pretty good. No seriously, that one I'm not joking about. Marvin Bagley, I'm half joking about.
2: I will, I will not say anything bad about Isaiah Stewart. I'm half joking as
1: well.
0: I think Bagley could turn into a role player. Is Bogey still going to be there next year? Is he a free agent?
2: No, he signed uh, for the next two seasons. Two years? Yeah, so 2023, 24, and then
0: they got to move him by the end of the like. Right? I don't think that they'll keep him on the Bogdanovich.
1: Oh, yeah, Yeah, he's he's uh, so good. Watching him live made me appreciate him so much. He just doesn't fit on their timeline anymore. No, he doesn't fit the timeline anymore. He's so good. I, from, I thought for sure he was going to get dealt, actually. The I bat, think everyone the did.
0: I'm surprised that he stayed. He wasn't playing the last couple games. In the no, game yeah. to the deadline didn't. Because everyone thought he was going to get moved. He was just rotting there last year. Poor guy. probably trade him. They should trade him. Uh, so, yeah, congrats, Monty Williams. Yeah, And then, uh, shout out Frank Vogel from one team to the other. He is now on the Suns. Also been called on this podcast. Yep.
1: Not going to say I told you guys, but I did tell you guys. Which
0: is kind of crazy because there were zero rumors about it. Like, I remember seeing nothing. I
2: remember when he came up, or I think you brought up his name, or somebody brought up his name, Dan, and I was like, I feel like I haven't heard about the guy in forever. Like, he was just an afterthought. So, kudos to him for coming back.
0: He's an interesting hire. I don't know necessarily if he moves the needles that much, but what do you think he brings to this team?
2: I think he moves the needle in the one thing they need moved, which is defense. He's known for having defensive identities. A lot of the teams he's coached have had number one defense. That Lakers team that won a championship in the bubble was the number one defense in the league. Yep. So he's he's been able to construct defenses. And you already know with Booker and KD, they're going to have the offensive firepower. And then Chris Paul, the six games a year where he's back to being Chris Paul. He's old now. That's just what it is. Mm-hmm. But... They have offense. They obviously need some more depth, but they have scoring. They need to put together a system for defense, and he can do that. And he has had the experience working with superstar players and wings. Like he obviously helped develop Paul George. He worked with LeBron, and you saw what he could do with like back in the day a center like Roy Hibbert. So like I feel like DeAndre Aiden fits perfectly into that Roy Hibbert mold of a player. So if he can do something there to help that guy out, like I think it'll be a, a big change for this team. So. I'm excited for it. He his record is like pretty much he's 431 and 389 regular season, 49 and 39 in the playoffs. He's won a championship. So again, the numbers don't really excite you, but I think if he does enough of the right thing, which is bring a defense, he'll do what he needs to do for this team
0: i kind of overlooked that entirely when i thought of frank vogel being hired i forgot that really how good he was of a defensive coach on that team and i think you're right too this team does need a defensive identity they have a couple players who are good devin booker's been getting a lot better on defense recently um cp3 that's a a huge question mark whether he's gonna still even be here next year i think that they said they might retain him yeah i
2: don't
1: know i would try to upgrade and go someone a little league. bit. Just
2: get younger. I don't even care who. Don't just get younger. Fred on the Suns? No, a,
1: there actually are reports of that. Like, Fred is very sought after. There's like 10 teams that want Fred.
2: Philly wants him really bad. Yeah. Well, of course Philly, Philly wants him because Nick
1: Nurse is there. But he he's also been linked. I'm talking like it's like soccer. Like he ha, ha, It has been retorted, reported that Phoenix... He's interested in Fred VanVleet. So. Yeah, Kevin too. Durant loves it. Well, president. the Magic he just want to throw a bag at Yeah, the Magic have been I like... I think they are at that point where they kind of
2: have to, though. Yeah, there
3: is not Do you think to
0: talk Fred is that guy that you want
1: to... Mm, no, no, no. Like the Magic? But yeah. I think the um, Magic
3: just are at that point where they're not going to be getting many more top five picks and they need to figure something out.
1: I would be happy if I were a Magic fan and I got Fred VanVleet.
3: Well, they were linked to the deadline. It'd be an all-star, probably.
1: He's an all-star. He's a leader for the locker room. It's a very, very young team, and... I know there's this idea that you need to have everyone the same age and whatever. That's just no, so wrong. It's that. so wrong. You need veterans on the team. You need young guys on the team. You need middle-aged in terms of sports on the team. So I think Fred would be a really good pickup. It, for it magic. needs to
2: be the right like type of veterans though. Like you saw yeah. it in Houston, Eric Gordon did not want to be there. Oh, he guy. hated that experience. He just kept crapping on the young guys, and sometimes rightfully so. Yeah. But the basketball network. The Warriors this season was a huge difference from last year because the whole narrative was constantly the young guys versus the old guys, like the, the old guard of the champions versus the young players. The Jordan versus, Poole yeah, incident. Yeah, Jordan Poole incident that happened. Even, like, Moses Moody was complaining here or there. Jonathan Kaminga was complaining here or there. Like, the there there can be a clash of, like— Wiseman old, was complaining
0: before he got traded. Yeah, before he
2: got booted off the team. Uh, So I think, like, you're right. You do need veterans, but the balance needs to be struck the right way as well. I agree. So I think— there's a bit to that. The thing about Frank Vogel that I find wild, and this speaks to the whole coaching carousel moving so fast, like, he, co- he coached last year. He was coaching yep, a year yep, ago. It's yep. like, w- I, in my head, I thought he took, like, a hiatus from, like, coaching for, like, a season or two and then came back. Like, no. Felt he, like it. It felt like it. But now he was coaching last year, and he's already back to another job. So, like, that is interesting. And I, I just have to point this out. Doc Rivers – Pulled his name oh, out yeah, from this. Out he name. pulled out his name. <laughs> Hell no, he didn't. He, like, they picked Frank Vogel over Doc Rivers. Like, that guy was not getting this job. 17 and 33 in closeout games. I'm just putting that back out there. Doc Rivers is Sorry, not. repeat that? 17 for 33. He's lost 33 more time. closeout games. One more time. 17 for 33. That makes wow, me feel number. so nice. I'll whisper that in your ear anytime. I'd love
0: like, for that. Yeah. yeah I, so, we'll, we'll see what happens with that team. I think that. They, they should be the top team in the West next year.
2: They need a better bench. That's their. Best they bench. do need and a better bench. They well, they traded the away most
0: of their bench, so that, that doesn't help. But Kevin Durant's not getting any younger. So it I is now. Hurt. The time is now. They need to win. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I, need a championship coach. Two aging players on there.
3: They got to get DeAndre Ayton doing something.
0: Uh, Aiden's not going to be there. That's the one player I for sure think he's gone. I think that they're going to trade him.
2: He's just like, oh. I I think Frank Vogel helps him staying because he's known for working centers.
1: I agree, and also, but but does he
0: want to still be there at this point? Like,
1: well, his attitude has been. They got rid of Monty Williams, and then potentially Chris Paul could be gone. Those are the two guys that he had most tension with. Is Aiden a lost cause at this point, though? Because
0: I I don't think so.
3: I don't. I don't
1: know. He's been so disappointing.
2: Lost, like how, like in terms of like his talent or like his like a character, both. Talent, no. I think he, he's so young that he can still develop. Character is the one thing that's up in the air. But like you said, Dan, Monty Williams is now gone. Chris Paul may or may not be there. Those are the two guys who had he had the most friction with. And, like, it's really hard to – because they've already paid him. So, yep. like, he's got his bag as well. Exactly. So, like, it's, it's hard for me to think that while being paid, while the guys who you've had friction with are being taken away, so the team is obviously supporting you in that aspect – and then you turn and see you're playing with Kevin Durant and Devin Booker. It's kind of hard to pass that up. So unless he really craps the bed and he just sells on this team, I don't think they'll move him.
3: Kind of reminds yeah, me of
2: Cat in his attitude yeah. a little bit. Yeah,
3: it seems a little immature. If he can just figure it out, I still like DeAndre. I can't. I can't sit here and back Marvin Bagley and then rip on DeAndre. And so, well, Aiton <laughs> gets
0: ripped online like crazy too. Like he's. Him and John Collins are the two guys I see getting ripped all the time. I think the John Collins hate is also weird. Just to throw that out there,
3: he's. I think it's just because yeah, how many yeah. times he was supposed to get traded. I think that's what it's. Yeah, that's the funny
2: thing. He's on the trade market like every every year. trade
3: deadline. It's all John Collins yeah. he's getting moved. No, he's not.
2: But yeah, I agree with you, uh, Spencer. Like he's in that cat mold of player that like you know what he's capable of, but he just consistently doesn't live up to it because he's just. Mentally checked out Doesn't try on one end or the other Like whatever it is Like You just know what he can do And he just chooses not to do it A lot of the time yeah. So you're like It rubs people the wrong way
3: uh, I feel like he's the type of guy That plays Fortnite The night before games Like that's just the vibe He gives me I don't know why
2: I don't even care if you do that Just come out and perform straight? The
3: next day Pardon? The, he streamed, does he I think, too? Right? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I just lot, lot so he, he probably does actually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you think Where him you and going? Kyler
0: Murray are just like playing with each other Call of Duty with each other before games? I'd say probably
2: too. Probably. Arizona I, guys. I would
1: do that if I'm in the league. i would play tons of video games. Dude, yeah, if I was
2: living in Arizona with professional
1: athletes as my dude, friends, I probably would too. All you gotta do is go to practice and games and get home and play video games. That's the life, bro. The,
0: the Kyler Murray Call of Duty stuff. It might be my favorite ongoing meme in the NFL. That's it's so funny. funny, but it's also the fact that people would deep dive into it. And there was a, a thread last year. How many games they won versus whether there's new content that dropped in Call of yeah, Duty. anytime it was like so a, I'm funny. Sorry, what, what so
2: is it? anytime there was a double XP, like, oh double uh, XP, that was double it. XP, yeah, double XP, XP like day or yeah. whatever in uh, the NFL, like they saw his like numbers on that. It, 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 I think it's like double XP goes on for like a week or something. It's, it's a weekend, yeah. yeah it's so, like so
3: there's a, a weekend. Weekend. for Call of Duty. You're saying, yes, yeah, so for yeah. Yeah. Call of Duty. Oh, okay, so okay.
2: anytime there's a double XP weekend, his numbers <laughs> were just way worse. So like he just I, like me, bro. He yeah.
1: Just and that like contract
3: me. came out that they he said that they have to he has to do like how many hours of film
2: was it a day?
1: Oh, it, was, <laughs>
3: like, it was like it was only like an hour. They put I a think.
2: stipulation into his contract. His contract is the That's funniest. So thing. Like, it's like I've an hour a day, and I'm like,
3: man, if you have to put that in your contract to watch film for one hour a day, like that is, I would love to watch film for an hour a day, and that'd That's be like my so job, funny. like.
2: Uh, speaking of train wrecks, we have to talk about the Raptors' coaching search because this is getting ridiculous. So
3: I honestly, yeah. don't. It's want so it's exhausting. So does that mean two long tenured coaches, Doc Rivers and Mike Budenholzer, are going to be jobless next year? I think so because the Raptors aren't going that direction. There's no, no chance. No, oh. they're
0: they're going young and they're oh, going I don't, no like I don't know. a lot lesser known name. The report was that Jody did not get a second interview. That hurts. Okay. Neither did Steve Nash. That doesn't that doesn't hurt. So okay then there was another one that they labeled their finals down to three including Sergio but then Sergio apparently is not doing a second interview this week
2: because he's coaching in the finals in his European and that's league. from
0: Mark Stein who said that one yeah. the other ones were Doug Smith so take that one with a grain of salt but I don't what's going on like they were the first team to fire their head coach there is a plethora of options on the market that market has Gone down completely. It's just left with Boonholzer and Glenn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, he doesn't deserve the doc title. Yeah, he's not a real doctor. So, what are the what Raptors doing? Either. Are they Ooh, waiting for the Are
0: they waiting for the Heat and Nuggets to finish to see if they're going to interview their assistants?
1: Maybe they're actually waiting for Sergio to finish. You think? You guys? Believe I that? feel like Sergio's a smokescreen at this point. He, I think. Yeah, that, that could I, be.
2: I, I I think they are waiting for him. i again I've heard that he might interview in between games of his like, European League Finals. So, who knows? Or, like, it might even be he just comes in and they announce it during, like, between games, but I think, like, reflecting on this, the Raptors played themselves a little bit, in the sense that they wanted to be patient because they were the first team to do it, see which names were gonna, like, come out, get fired. Obviously, Monty Williams came out as an option. Mike Budenholzer came out as an option. Doc Rivers came out as an option. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, but, they decided to play this patient game, and they didn't react fast enough when the teams around them started reacting super quick. Like, uh, Nick Nurse got hired like pretty quick by the 76ers. You had uh, uh, Adrian Griffin get picked up by Milwaukee. So, like, it was re- starting really slow, this coaching carousel, outside of the firings. But once one domino fell, all of them started falling really quick, and the Raptors were kind of just left with their hands up in the air, like, not knowing what to do. Which is unfortunate, because you you have so much respect for Masai and Bobby in terms of, like, being poised and calculated. But I feel like... This time they were just caught like deer in headlights, being like, "Oh crap! Like, what's going on?" So I think they played themselves in that sense. So they they run out of the big name candidates, and now it's like, "What are you gonna do?" The Mark Stein's like uh, tweet about the three finalists, all like European coaches. Very typical for a Toronto to go European direction, but I wouldn't mind it. Like again, Jordy Fernandez, I. I don't understand why he would be out of the mix. He he has a great history. He's like a, he has a history with the Sacramento Kings. His experience in Spain. Like he is a really good coach. I still think Chris Quinn, he's an assistant, should be in the mix. Please, could be waiting. I love that. Yeah, they could be, could waiting, be waiting for waiting. that. Uh, I know you said Spencer Kenny Atkinson is now the betting favorite. I just I don't buy it. But I think like his name has been out yeah, there. Yeah, where did that come from? It's because he's been in the running for a couple other jobs. I know the the Suns job was something his name came in. Uh, into the mix for which I found weird because of the history of Kevin Durant on the Nets, but he's not like he was a bad coach, but he's a very mid-level coach, which is why I thought like Detroit would be a great option for Kenny Atkinson. But I guess honestly the Raptors aren't very far off from Detroit. Like Yeah, if and for well, he's a real. good development coach though. Exactly, like he helped Delo develop. Again, the bar is very low for Delo who we're talking about. But Jared D-Lo, Allen, Jared as well, Allen, Spencer Dinwiddie, Karis LeVert, guys who yep, can yeah. who became dynamic scorers to some Joe extent. Joe Harris, yeah, Joe Harris yep. too. So like. I, I, forgot don't, about I don't. Joe the name of Kenny. He's been Atkinson, crap ever since. But <laughs> I don't know. I have this weird, weird feeling in the back of my head that Bud is still on the table for the team.
3: No, I don't think
2: so. I think Bud is going to be in the I mix. Like they would have hired
3: him. That's the only thing that's making
2: me think. Maybe I, I don't not. like. I think he just wasn't their first choice. That's why they didn't hire you him. You know what I Fair think this enough. is?
0: I think they just don't know what they're doing. I don't know if they they want to be competitive or if they want to rebuild. Oh,
1: okay. I thought you were like these guys don't know what no, they're doing. Okay, okay that we, makes more sense. There is people I out there. Like, there that Jake, are, these are professionals. There are
0: out there people that are saying that I love yeah. Bobby. I love Masai. Yeah. I no, no, they I, I get, they get the benefit me. of the doubt from me hundred percent. But Absolutely. at some point, like I think that they're they're, they're they're struggling. I think that this is a team that they've grown to love. These players, these individuals, they love them. Mm-hmm. Like these are the most cultured guys in Toronto. Like they, these guys are synonymous with Toronto sports. They have there's such a love between the players and the team and the fans and I just think that they're they're stuck because they probably have to move on and they probably have to rebuild and that means letting Fred leave who's become a de facto leader of this team for better or for worse over the last couple of years Siakam who is the face of your franchise who you grew up this talent that no one expected to be to this level to being a top 15 player in the league and they just traded and got his best friend back who they're probably going to keep regardless of what happens but if they move Siakam then there's that like they're not in a, they're in a tough situation i think that this is this is not easy for them I, do, I think that they're just every day going in okay so what do we do how do we move this is this going to have are we still going to bring this back what happens with fred what about the coaching like the draft is in 2 weeks and they don't have a coach yet like this is this is a front office that is i think they're just they don't know what to do and i don't blame them i for i fully don't blame them because if you look in a glass like mirror, you can look and say, "Okay, well, yeah, they should just blow it up." But like, it's just—it's such a—it's a tough decision. It's not easy to it's
3: blow up. It yeah, it's not an that easy I think that's a great point. To you me.
1: have like, to remember that like tanking teams takes a long time to get out of tanking. I don't and think he has, has it to tank. Well, never, he never—he doesn't like tanking. Like, no. he's never gonna willingly tank unless it's you're in Tampa for a season because of COVID. That's the only reason he would tank. Um, yeah, it's 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 it's, it's a harder. It's
2: harder to want to blow up a team that you built. Because like you said, Jake, there is personal identity in that. There is a bit of a defensiveness because Masai and Bobby put this team together. So to tank and to to blow up this team is to also admit that you made a mistake in putting – a not a mistake, but like these were your problems that you created, which I don't know if they necessarily want to do. I do agree that we give them the benefit of the doubt. This is also a toughest challenge they faced as a front office, but you, we also have to remember this is a challenge they created. So I do want to be like, oh, like this is hard. Give them slack. But it's also like there's expectations because you created this mess. You decided to try to compete by training for Jakob Pertl as a 10 seed and then ended the season as a 10 seed. So like you created some of this stuff. So now we have to see what you can do to get out of it. So like – It's hard because, yeah, what direction do you take? But at some point, it's like, just take one. Pick a direction, and then we go from there. Like, you have the benefit of the doubt. This fan base supports you. So make a decision, and then ride with it, and then work from there. Like, I don't, like, either way, like, like you said, mo- it's most likely they go for a new name as a head coach. So there's going to be questions regardless. We, like, if you pick a Jordy Fernandez or if you pick a Sergio Scariolo, are any of us going to have any more idea of what direction they're going in? No, exactly, no. right. So like, what does it really matter? Because we're not going to know either way. So, like, I think a big name like Monty or like but Budenholzer would have given you more indication of where they want to go. But outside of that, you don't know. So at this point, just make a decision because it's getting a little ridiculous.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. just sad. We we all watched uh, some Scotty Barnes interviews yesterday and for some assignment we were doing. And to see this team so happy for him winning Rookie of the Year, all celebrating Nick Nurse looking so happy.
3: He's crying, that whole open gym video.
1: It's, just,
0: it's sad how in a year it feels so low, like, and the vibes are just so down when everything was so good a year sports ago. sports, man.
2: Winning changes everything. Yeah. Winning and losing, right? Like, that but then year again, they overperformed and they were all happy.
0: Then again, they're not even like not even close to the level that they were fifteen years ago. Like they weren't they're not that down bad. But it feels yeah, like mm-hmm. the sky is falling and it feels like the sky has been falling for Expectations months now. Are high. Yeah, know. fans have yeah. got
3: used
2: to winning. You win a championship, you were I think for the span up until the championship and just after, the Raptors had been the team to make the playoffs, or win the most playoff game, whatever, like one of those stats. Like oh, had the we, most had, consistent we had team. top
1: three percentage, uh, win percentage, win percentage, yeah. And like uh, they, in the past three, they had been like to the playoffs,
2: years. like what seven, eight years in a row at that yeah. point, like so. We were they in, were consistent, the standard was high,
1: yeah. We were in the conversation with the Spurs and the Warriors for like we were that team,
2: yeah. We were a uh, part of the level of consistency in this league, uh, yeah, like getting there. So when you do that, the standard gets raised.
3: You know, another weird yeah. thing about the Raptors, though. Just to think about, OG Ananobi feels like a veteran on the team. And he's like, what, he's 26?
0: He's 25 turning 26. I think
3: that's what a lot of, like, more casual fans... Like, I know everyone here understands how young the the group is. I think that's what a lot of casual fans don't understand is, like, there is a lot of promise here no matter what happens. Uh, I know everyone wants it to change this year, and it probably won't either way. I think we understand that. But, like, they have so many good players under the age of 24 that... I think that Like Jake said They just don't know Exactly what direction They want to go in this year And I think they were The only team looking for a coach That didn't know exactly What they wanted And I think That's what kind of left them
2: Like trailing behind You had a good point too Like how young This team is Like
0: Adding Jakob only made them younger
2: Yeah like I, I don't think a lot of like Casual fans realize Like an NBA player's peak Is like 27 to like 33 Exactly So like Jordan won his first ring at 27. LeBron won his first ring at 27. I think Steph was 27, 28, maybe, maybe a bit younger. But like most of the best players you've seen win their first rings like between 27 to 30 because that's when you're in your physical peak. That's when you're at your best. So like OG is just going to get there. Pascal as good as he is because he's there right now. He just his, got there. He just, just got, th- his you know just what got mean? there. Yeah. He just got to his prime, and look what he's able to do. Yeah. So like the, the Jason Tatum, the, the Luka Doncic's, the... Giannis Kubos of the world are anomalies. Like, that doesn't happen often. And it's hard to even sustain that, which is why guys like that usually end their careers earlier than, like, again, LeBron's a different uh, category. But... You have to give it a bit more time than that. Like, look at DeRozan now after he's left the Raptors. Like, he's a bit older now, but his, like, prime years, he's putting up over 20-some points a game. When you first drafted him and saw him in his rookie season, you never would have seen that coming. No. You know what I mean? You thought at most he was, like, a uh, 15-point scorer in this league, kind of a bench guy to help out. Maybe a starter on a, like, championship team, being productive as a tertiary guy. But... They're so young, and these players have so much room to grow. Like I know we've had OG this entire time since he was nineteen, so it's been like what seven seasons. So you're getting tired of being like, "Oh, we want to see him grow. We want to see him grow." But like patience—that's what he it has is. grown, though.
1: That's Isn't the he, thing. He's, he's grown, grown he all made so all much. He
0: made all NBA this year.
1: All defense, all defense, all defense NBA. Yeah, like, he's and been, he should have made he it two had years in yeah. a row. Yeah. yeah.
0: So he like, there's there. there's a lot of
2: room for growth on this team. So you just like it sucks to say to be patient, but like. I think if you build around an OG and a Scotty, like, you can do something really special here. Oh,
1: absolutely. The
3: NBA is just hard. Like, (laughs) even if you look at someone like Luka Doncic, after his rookie year, everyone's like, oh, this guy's going to have an MVP, and, you know, he's going to be in championships. By the time he's, like, 23, because look how good he is. And now he's, what, his 23-year-old season, and they just missed the playoffs. So, like, the NBA is just hard. Exactly, exactly. It doesn't usually happen where everything falls into place. It's not so
1: black and white. To It's a grind. There's a lot of context that needs to be given to decisions and to team Contest. building and all that stuff. Yeah. Context, man. I'm taking a lot from this course. I mentioned Shai Davidi, context. Shout out to. Uh, the program's Tim. doing its job. Yeah, yeah,
0: they uh, You mentioned Luka Doncic. I think that's a good segue here for our final topic. Shams yesterday decided to bring out a nice, lovely tweet. I'm going to read it here. It just says, report. Kyrie Irving has reached out to Lakers star LeBron James in an attempt to see if James would like to come to Dallas. Irving is a free agent this offseason.
2: Mm-hmm. What? I just said, mm-hmm. Oh, what? Like, to that? Uh, <laughs> not, not, not to you saying. What did that. you say? I, it's I couldn't that. hear you there. <laughs> I was just agreeing with you. Uh, so,
0: first things here, I think, Kyrie told Shams this, right? Like, that's, we know that.
2: This was definitely leaked. Of some kind to like stir this up,
0: what? What? What is this? Like yeah. this can't happen. What do you uh, trade for LeBron? You d- Luca? No, uh, no, you can't. No, no, I know, but like who else? Who else Just, are they going to trade? Guess they don't... don't mortgage draft Christian they Wood also for have... LeBron one for oh. one. Who <laughs> says no? God. Not me.
1: <laughs> no one says no to that. That was uh, a fantasy god for me two seasons ago. Sure. Uh, oh yeah, man.
3: Seriously, I saw like he a follow up
2: to that. Apparently that like. Dallas inquired about trading for LeBron during the season? I don't know how accurate that is. Well, but I what, did you see just like send them, like,
3: six of your first-round draft picks? From they don't then. have any picks left yeah. now, though, right? Gosh. They're
1: completely out of picks, yeah, right, I think.
3: Like what what does LA want from Dallas? It's gonna be like, yeah, we'll give you the last.
1: See, this is Rob Plank. probably yeah. just picked up the phone and laughed. The
2: fact that Kyrie's name is directly attached to it, I think to your point, Jake, he had to have put this out there, given it to Shams <laughs> to leak. But also, well, literally
1: says he contacted LeBron James, yeah, like, so he absolutely is.
2: But I don't, I don't get <laughs> who <laughs> else
0: would know that except for Kyrie.
2: What I just don't understand the end game for Kyrie here. You know, Dallas realistically can't trade for LeBron James unless LeBron demands it. But even then, the compensation back and forth would be very difficult to work out, I would think. And then Kyrie's also a free agent going in, like, does he just not want to look like the bad guy? So when they don't do it, like, he has a reason to leave, but also, like, he can just leave. So I don't understand. I think he's trying to make it like, oh, I want to play with LeBron, but I don't want to change teams again, so LeBron come here instead. But, like... I don't know. I don't. I don't get the end game here. What is Kyrie really hoping for? This is like. There's not really many good outcomes that come out of this.
1: He's hoping to play for the Lakers next season. <laughs> that's what he's hoping for. So just go do it. Yeah, I think you're right though. I think this is like him setting the tone though that he. Oh, I'm not going to get what I want. Okay, if it's fair that I leave, then. I think yeah. it's just he
0: also wants to get his money, and then go, like sign and trade wise. Yeah. If that's the case, but yeah, because yeah. he, he's eligible for Supermax, isn't
2: he? He didn't make All NBA with uh, Dallas, did he?
0: He did not. He didn't? So. Okay, so no, I guess he's not. I don't think he is.
2: And he got but there midway Kyrie. through the season, so I don't The know.
3: eligibility rules are kind of weird too, yeah. like.
2: He came there midway through the season as well. I don't know how that would impact, him. I don't know. But like this is probably his last chance or second probably his last chance to get a big contract, right?
3: Yeah, no matter what, I think that Dallas yeah, can offer him more money than anyone else.
2: Yeah cuz Dallas traded so much to get That's him. That's the thing. That so wasn't it.
0: it wasn't the all in. It yeah. was the Dallas can offer him more money than. Yeah, it's
3: always a
2: team that team are
3: re-signing yeah, for.
2: Yeah. Dallas right. is also probably going to be the most willing to offer him that kind of money cuz what they gave up for him and they clearly invested <laughs> oh, into man. it. So giving like, up that and especially then not with the making marks playoffs around I know <laughs> the... they were in the playoffs when
3: they traded for him. They were like at the 5th seed or something.
2: <laughs> it's like it was so f- funny watching them because you had to see You physically had to see him and Luca try to figure it out. There was, like, back-to-back games when there's game-winning scenarios where, like, I think it was one of them took the shot when the other one was open. So then the other game, like, uh, I think it was Luca. he then passed it up to Kyrie, but Kyrie wasn't expecting him to pass it up. So, like, it's such a unique dynamic because they they both are such dominant, like, scorers and ball handlers. So they're going to have to figure out how to play with each other. But, yeah, I don't know. This team has so many question marks. But also, you gave up so much to get Kyrie, especially with the question marks surrounding him. If you lose him, then where is this team at? Like, at that point, people are going to start questioning if Luka's even going to want to stay in Dallas.
1: I agree. I I think if Kyrie leaves, that's, like, the beginning of the end for Luka and the Mavs. Like, look what they gave up. Spencer Dinwiddie, Dorian Finney-Smith, 2027 second-round pick, 2029 first-round pick, unprotected, by the way. That's that's a big deal. It's unprotected, and then a 2029 second round pick. And Dallas got Kyrie and Markeith Morris.
3: When when, our
1: teams, man, Morris
3: in there. when are teams going to realize that trading your best three and D guy for a Such superstar a doesn't
0: always work? You can't just add. Happened twice this year. You that's know what, what I'm saying. Also,
1: best friend.
2: A, you know what could have solved a lot of these problems? Just re-signing Jalen Brunson.
1: Seriously. Just Didn't want to give Brunson. him
2: the bag. And... Look what he's doing in New York. If you had that guy with Luka, you'd no. think it would so good. Will, they're now they're going to give and... Kyrie the bag. Yeah. They
0: should just... You could have oh, had an unproblematic
2: Kyrie-level producer in Jalen Brunson, but instead you get this headache and an uh, entire mess.
0: If this ends with LeBron requesting a trade, I'm going to lose my mind. Like, I I, I don't – I just – the movement in this league is in, is ridiculous. I would
1: love that because I love drama. I don't NBA know why LeBron failed.
2: would want to, though. Like, does it really give him
1: a better chance to win a championship? I don't think so. No. He just well, went to the no, conference no, finals. He, becomes the, he goes on to a team with Luka. Of course it does.
2: Yeah, like, Luka's fantastic, but, like, that team doesn't have that much of depth or a bench. LeBron clearly needs to pick and choose when to, like, play and go nuts. Yeah. And, like, they, I don't think they'd have a great defensive identity, where the they Lakers do in terms of, like, their, like, role players. Yeah. So, like... I think there's enough already on L.A. to make something happen, especially after they get a full season together because, like, all these trades for them happen mid-season. And, like, he part of the reason why he went to L.A. is because he loves living in L.A. All his businesses and all his stuff is in L.A. Like, true. Uh, yes, could yeah. LeBron move back and forth Dallas? Isn't that far from Los Angeles? Like, yeah, sure. But I don't know. I just don't, like, other than the fact that he'd want to play with, like, Luca and Kyrie, I don't see the appeal. And he also seems like the kind of guy, like, hey, you want to play with me? Come to me then versus the other way around. And I still think his top priority is freeing himself up to play with Brawny at some point. So I I don't know. I don't think he'd want to go to Dallas.
0: We'll follow that as it's going on into the off season. I was going to touch on Adam Silver and the possibility of an expansion team, but we're running a little long here. We're almost at an hour 30. So yeah. should probably get this wrapped up pretty shortly. Next um, episode. I wanted to throw one last hypothetical in here. Um, just, to, just to let it like fun, what would you do question, Okay. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go around, I'm going to say it first, and then I want to see what all you guys think of it. So, this has nothing to do with basketball, also, just okay. to put that out there. Okay. So, would you <laughs> would you rather have unlimited bacon, okay? Unlimited okay. bacon, but no games, or would you rather have games, like unlimited games, games? Games? What do you mean by games? Like board games? Games. Like board games. board boards count as games? Sure. Games. Unlimited games,
1: but no games. But no bacon, you mean? But no games. What? Dude, you, uh, okay. you said
3: games, right. but no games. I've been talking for too long. Okay, so wait.
2: <laughs> okay, so on one side, there's unlimited bacon, and then no the other. So uh,
0: the, what, the first side is there's bacon, like unlimited bacon, but no games. Okay. The second one is games, like unlimited games, but no games. Okay. What? What? Right, I gotta you go. mean, but no bacon?
3: No, he means no games, and I have no idea what he's talking about.
1: Um, did a sixth Next grader question because that doesn't make sense. Who any said this Was this a fan question? <laughs> we got fans? Hey, so nah, little, man, con- not fans the friendly fire again. again.
0: <laughs> I, of course I'm confused. Yeah, what does that even mean? 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 mean Game- I'm so unlimited confused. games. It means but no exactly games. what I said. Unlimi- you get Is unlimited bacon, but no games. Or you get games, like unlimited games, but no games. Well, if there's no games on both sides, I'll just take the bacon.
2: Yeah, give me bacon then, I guess.
0: You take the bacon? What? Unlimited Just games. Say you take not, the bacon I don't so have to bring the bomb bomb or question, or therefore I will not
1: answer it. Okay. I I, no,
2: no, <laughs> no. I need to break this down. On one side, you have unlimited bacon. Who's buying the But tees? there's no games. On the other side, you have unlimited games. Yeah. But no games. Yeah. yeah.
3: Keep what? trying to work it out, Zolfi. Do you does get that it? Mean? You're gonna. Do lose you guys sleep over this? Do you guys get it? No, and I'm not gonna try to.
1: <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you had it. You yeah, said really it really does. No, I just I thought that like, wow, doesn't make any genius. sense.
3: So I'm not doing. All right, tired. Spencer gave up immediately. All right, Jake. <laughs> as soon as I heard the <laughs> question, as soon as I heard w- that he didn't mean explain lent-
0: yourself. No bacon. I, I, go I, go I explain it. myself as much as it is.
1: Do you get right. it, Jake? I don't think
0: you get it. I do get it. There's there's a clear answer here. Okay, go ahead. Give me bacon. Give me bacon. No, it would be the unlimited games.
1: But no games. Why would it be unlimited games? Because it's just unlimited games. But there's no games. I gotta go. All right, that's the end of our podcast, folks. Yeah. <laughs> we so. just lost
2: our three listeners
0: right there. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, a, you know, just I'm going to let you guys think about that. You at home also, if you want to think about that and send in your response, uh, you can do so in a review for the podcast because we are on both Spotify and Apple. Download it. Download it, share it, all, all the fun stuff. And our socials at dream underscore team pod is our main one. And I am also at Jake underscore Schultz6. Zulfi, where can they find you?
2: At Zulfi underscore Shake. That's uh, Z-U-L-F-I underscore S-H-E-I-K-H. And I promise I won't let Jake end the podcast on that next time because I am upset. It's <laughs> <That's>
0: a good <laughs> me question. Too. Come on,
1: man. Spencer, where can they find you?
2: At Kloss Talk Sport. Twitter, follow me. Follow the pod
3: first and follow me.
1: At yeah. Raptors Vision. That's uh, Daniel. And uh, Jake, what site did you get that from? That, from. What question, where did you get that question from was that on twitter or something that's just a question if that's off, like you, dome, is that off the top of your head we got get to a psychiatrist <sighs> guys I this is really, how
0: really you want to react i can't reveal my sources spencer just doesn't care hey eh? he's just fully done with this thing he's like stop i'm over this yeah that, that wraps up for the dream team podcast thank you everyone for listening apple spotify lee reviews all the nine yards follow us thank you so much for listening enjoy game 3 in miami
2: five stars baby
0: and we'll be back Later this week with the podcast. Calderon
1: well, S- coming on our show.
0: Thanks for listening, guys.
1: Later.